Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? Right now it is early Tuesday morning, finished watching the Monday night football game, and then I already recorded my running back start sit. So go check out that video after the wide receiver start sit. It is already up on my channel, but now it's time to talk about the wide receivers. I go through all 16 week two matchups, go through every single team and talk about which players I feel comfortable starting or whether or not I would rather have them on my bench. So while you guys are watching this, if you enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. You guys can comment on the start sits. You can ask me lineup questions, trade questions, you know, any of that stuff. I will make sure to respond to everyone. But let's just get right into the first matchup. We've got Thursday night football, the New York Giants playing against the Washington football team. And for the Giants, I have Kenny Galladay and Sterling Shepard listed as starts here. You know, they're not guys that I'm super excited to throw into my lineup, but for Kenny Galladay, I think, you know, as he gets healthier, more involved in this offense, he's just going to continue to improve, improve, improve. I think he's the best wide receiver on this team, but he obviously just doesn't have the same chemistry with Daniel Jones as Darius Slayton or Sterling Shepard. And then I also am going to be starting Sterling Shepard. He absolutely balled out week one. And until Kenny Galladay can get super comfortable, I think Sterling Shepard is going to be operating as the wide receiver one. This is a Giants offense that I think is going to be trailing in a lot of games. So they're going to need to throw the ball and that is just going to benefit these wide receivers. I just don't feel comfortable throwing Darius Slayton in there as the wide receiver three on this team. For the Washington football team, you're starting Terry McLaurin. I know he didn't have a crazy week one, but this Washington football team threw for under like 140 yards. So there was just no upside for these wide receivers. He still had four for 60. So, you know, there was some positives. None of these other receivers performed at all. So Deami Brown is the only other guy that even makes this list. And he is going to be a sit. Then we're on to Sunday and we have the New England Patriots traveling to New York to play the Jets. On this Patriots team, I'm going to be starting Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar. You know, obviously they're not top tier starts, but I do think this is definitely a favorable matchup against this Jets defense. And I do think they could each have solid days. They are clearly like the 1A, 1B out of this wide receiver room. And then I'm going to be sitting Kendrick Bourne. Just did not show me enough in week one. And it looks like he's already fallen behind Myers and Aguilar. For the Jets, the only guy I'm going to be starting is Corey Davis. He absolutely balled out in week one, and it really looks like he is going to be the guy. This Jets offense just does not have a ton of upside, so he may be the only offensive player on this team that I feel comfortable putting into my lineup. I'm going to be sitting Elijah Moore. You know, his usage was promising in terms of his snap count, but he just did not get very involved. Braxton Berrios basically had the second best wide receiver numbers, but he's not someone that I think really has any upside. Then we have the Denver Broncos traveling to Jacksonville, and there's just going to be a whole bunch of starts in this game. For the Broncos, I'm going to be starting Hamler, Tim Patrick, and Cortland Sutton. We saw that Jerry Judy was operating as the wide receiver one. He goes down with an ankle injury, out for I believe at least four weeks, probably more like six to eight, and that just means that Hamler and Patrick are going to step up. Cortland Sutton did not play a huge role in the game, but he was still on the field for around 80% of plays. So I do think it's just a matter of time before he gets very involved. This is an awful Jacksonville Jaguars defense. We saw the Texans feast on them in the passing game. So this Broncos offense should have a day. And I think all three of these guys are decent starting options. And then for the Jaguars, 
Since their defense is so terrible, Trevor Lawrence is going to be throwing the ball a ton. He had 50 pass attempts against the Texans, and these were the three main guys who were involved. DJ Chark, Marvin Jones Jr., and LaVisca Chenault. I mean, DJ Chark had like three receptions for 80 plus yards and a touchdown, but he was targeted 12 times. So all three of these guys are just really mixed in here in that wide receiver room. And I don't think there's a great way to differentiate any of them. Then we're on to a divisional matchup here between the Bills and the Dolphins. For this Bills team, I honestly feel confident starting all four of their wide receivers. We saw all four of these guys produce decent numbers week one in a game where the offense was struggling big time. So Stephon Diggs, you know he's going to get his weekly volume. Same thing with Cole Beasley. I really think he is the number two. He is Josh Allen's kind of like second most trusted wide receiver. And then we saw Emmanuel Sanders also get some volume. I believe he had like four receptions for 40 plus yards. That's solid. And in a game where they're probably going to score more than they did in week one, he'll probably get some even more work. And then Gabriel Davis is just a great young player. He did get into the end zone. So he was two for 40 with a touchdown. So honestly, all these guys are viable fantasy plays. For this Dolphins team, this was kind of tough, but the only guy I'm going to be starting is Will Fuller. And it just comes down to me believing that he is the clear, most talented wide receiver. He is the best NFL wide receiver today. And that's why I'm going to start him. Jalen Waddle and Devontae Parker both played very well week one, but I just kind of want to see how they operate in this offense with Will Fuller operating as the alpha. So I am going to be sitting Waddle and Parker. Then we're on to this weird 49ers wide receiver room going up against the Eagles. I don't really think anyone knows exactly what happened with the 49ers wide receiver room this weekend. You know, I've been keeping up with the 49ers training camp updates, following the team's beat reporters. And you know, after the game, all these beat reporters come out saying that, you know, Kyle Shanahan thought that Brandon Ayuk, you know, didn't earn the wide receiver two spot. He was, you know, outplayed by Trent Sherfield. But it was like, oh, thank you for telling us this, you know, after week one's happened, after we drafted Brandon Ayuk as like a low end wide receiver two. So he's definitely not a guy that you can cut just because we know the talent is there, but he cannot be started for the foreseeable future. I expect him to kind of earn back time as the wide receiver too, but we're just going to have to wait and see. And then for Debo Samuel, he is the wide receiver one moving forward. So he is going to be a lock in your line. For the Eagles, I'm going to be starting Devonta Smith and sitting Jalen Rager and Quez Watkins. Rager did have a very solid game. I just want to see it, you know, maybe for a few more weeks before I plug him into my lineup. Up next, it's going to be the Rams playing against the Colts. And for the Rams, Cooper Cup locked in starter. Same thing with Robert Woods. I am very concerned with Robert Woods' week one usage. I talked about him as a potential trade piece to trade off of your team if you can get the value, but hopefully, you know, that was kind of an anomaly week one and he can bounce back. I'm going to be sitting Van Jefferson. He actually ran more routes than Robert Woods, which is definitely the concerning part, but I just don't think I can trust, you know, one week of production to put him into my lineup. For this Colts team, I'm going to be sitting all three of these wide receivers. Zach Paschal did seem like the guy week one, four for 40, two touchdowns, but he just didn't get enough volume for me to really trust him. Same thing with Michael Pittman and Paris Campbell. Those guys did not really show out. Plus you have a very solid Rams secondary. So I really don't want any of those guys in my lineup. Next up, it's the Raiders traveling to Pittsburgh. And I just don't feel comfortable starting any of these Raiders wide receivers. You know, it is just a mix of Renfro, Ruggs, and Brian Edwards. Ruggs and Edwards were both just non-existent in last night's game until the very, very end. 
And let's be honest, Darren Waller, number one target, number one tight end, number one wide receiver on this team. I think he was targeted like 19 times. That is absurd. So none of these guys, until they truly can break out, are going to see my lineup. And then it's going to be the complete opposite for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I'd be fine with all of them in my lineup. It was a tough week one matchup. They did not play well. Big Ben did not play well. They didn't have a lot of passing volume or passing touchdowns, but all of these guys were still able to put together respectable performances. You know, Deontay Johnson was kind of saved with that touchdown, but Chase and Juju, if you were playing in PPR formats, they were not huge busts. So this is a better matchup week two against the Raiders, and I think they can all produce. We've got a solid matchup here between the Bengals and the Bears. On the Bengals side, I'm someone who's been vocally much lower on Jamar Chase than consensus, but man, he really went out there and shut me up week one absolutely balled out, could possibly be the number one of this offense. I still think, you know, he's going to need to outperform T Higgins for a few more weeks for me to give him that crown, but he is 100% startable. He's obviously good enough to be a wide receiver too for fantasy, but so is T Higgins. So both of those guys are starts. Tyler Boyd's kind of the odd man out here. I kind of always thought he would have that volume, but this Bengals offense really didn't throw the ball a ton. I believe it was under 30 pass attempts. And when you have a team with Higgins, Chase, Boyd, you've got Ozuma who was involved, and then Joe Mixon who's involved in the receiving game, there's just not room for that guy to get like eight receptions for 80 yards. And that was kind of Tyler Boyd's gig. So right now he is going to be a sit unless he kind of shows me otherwise. On the Bears side, you just cannot sit Allen Robinson. You know, he had a really, really tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey week one, but he should bounce back against the Bengals. Darnell Mooney is a guy who I think could have some potential later on in the season. He had some really nice usage. I just don't think there's enough upside yet with Andy Dalton at quarterback. If Justin Fields takes over, then I think Darnell Mooney is a guy you should keep an eye out for. On to the Texans playing against the Browns. Brandon Cooks is going to be a start for me. He balled out week one, four for 128. And this Texans team is going to be down in a lot of games. I think week one against the Jaguars may be the biggest lead they have all season. So they're going to need to throw the ball to catch up. Brandon Cooks is going to feast. I'm going to be sitting Danny Amendola. They didn't really have anyone else kind of truly separate themselves at the wide receiver position. Amendola comes in week one and looks like the number two. So just not someone that I have a ton of confidence in. But honestly, he could end up getting a decent amount of volume, but just don't want him into my lineup. Then for the Browns, I'm going to be starting Jarvis Landry. I really liked how they used him in week one. They got him involved on some rush attempts. He had a decent amount of receiving volume. I am going to be sitting OBJ. He wasn't healthy enough to go week one. I just kind of need to see him back. I've been way lower on him than consensus. So I just think this is a Browns team that's going to run the ball down the Texans' throat. They're going to be using Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I think they're going to have a lead early. So I don't know how involved OBJ is going to be. Next up, we have the Saints traveling to Carolina to play the Panthers in a divisional matchup here for the Saints. I'm going to be sitting Marquez Callaway and Deontay Harris. I was very high on Callaway. You know, didn't play well week one, but I mean, there also just weren't a ton of targets. There was not a wide receiver who had over three receptions. So I just cannot trust that moving forward. I really need to see one of these guys kind of separate themselves. Deontay Harris did have that big play, but that's not enough for me to start him. On the Panthers side, DJ Moore locked in start. I'm a little bit concerned with Robbie Anderson. I mean, he was that one big play away from putting up a goose egg. He goes from 0-0-0 to 
to like one for 57 and a touchdown. So that totally saved him. But I mean, what happened to this volume monster from last year? It is a little bit concerning, but I still think we can start him. Terrace Marshall is a guy that you should keep your eye on. He had six targets to Robbie Anderson's three. So he could potentially be moving his way into this wide receiver two slot. But it's way too early to say that, especially because Robbie Anderson was extended. So there's no way they're not going to be using him. We've got some stacked wide receivers here in the Vikings-Cardinals matchup. You've got to be starting Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Both had solid week ones. Adam Thielen absolutely put on a show. Nine for 90 plus and two touchdowns. Jefferson, just a solid day. He'll get his touchdowns. He was like an inch away from one week one. I'm going to be sitting KJ Osborne, but he is a guy that you guys should be looking out for. Since Irv Smith is injured, the Vikings have been using a lot of three wide receiver sets, and KJ Osborne is that wide receiver three. He actually had more receiving yards than Justin Jefferson, so just a guy to look out for. On the Cardinal side, you've got to be starting DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm also going to be starting Christian Kirk. It looks like he is the wide receiver two in that offense, and I'm going to be sitting Rondell Moore and AJ Green. I think they're both going to be involved on a week-to-week basis. I just don't know if you can really trust them in your starting lineup. Up next is Falcons-Bucks, and that means that Tom Brady is about to put on a clinic against this Falcons team, and that means you have got to be starting all these Buccaneers wide receivers. You'd be starting all of them anyway, but this week especially, Mike Evans should bounce back. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, you just can't have any of these guys on your bench. For the Falcons, you got to go Calvin Ridley. He had an unimpressive week one, but he is just still so clearly the alpha in that offense. None of the other receivers impressed at all. So Russell Gage, you know, who was someone I had my eye on, don't even believe he had a reception. So he does not earn a start. He is a sit. We have some no-brainers up here in this next matchup. So it's going to be the Tennessee Titans traveling to Seattle to play the Seahawks. And I mean, the big four in this game are all going to be starting. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, D.K. Metcalf, and Tyler Lockett. The only player you really could have an argument here for is Julio Jones, but I do think he's going to bounce back. I know Mike Vrabel ripped him, but that's kind of Vrabel's style. He's not going to shy away from the media, so I'm not overly concerned about Julio Jones. And then in this next matchup, we have the Cowboys going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, and I really think this has shootout written all over it. Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb are locked in starts every single week. I am going to be sitting Cedric Wilson. He's going to kind of come in and play that flex role in their offense. He's going to be the wide receiver three, but I just don't feel super comfortable starting him, even though Michael Gallup is out. For these Chargers weapons, Keenan Allen locked in start every week. Mike Williams really just made me eat my words this offseason. I was way lower than him on consensus. I was arguing like he just has these consecutive finishes in the 40s and 50s. Why are we buying into him again? And then he just goes out, lights it up. He has to be a start now just because of that huge target share he received. So he's definitely in there as well. Then in probably the best matchup of the week, Sunday night football, Chiefs traveling to Baltimore. On this Chiefs team, it's going to be Tyreek Hill and only Tyreek Hill. I've talked about this all offseason. I feel like I hit the nail on the head with this one. The wide receiver two for the Chiefs is not valuable. It is a two-man show between Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson were basically even in snaps. I don't want either one of those guys touching my lineup. They're going to have one or two games where they get a 50-yard touchdown, and that's going to be their best performance. It's not something I want to shoot for. And then for this Ravens team, 
I think Marquise Brown is going to be a start, and I do think he's the number one. Sammy Watkins showed some flashes on this Monday night football game, but just not enough for me to want to start him. Then in the last week one matchup, this is Monday night football. It's the Lions traveling to Lambeau. No shot you are starting any of these Lions wide receivers. Unless you are in like an 18 to 20 team league, you shouldn't even roster any of these players. When they're going to throw the ball, they're throwing to Hawkinson, they're throwing to Swift, and they're throwing to Jamal Williams. None of these guys had more than three receptions, so I'm just totally going to be avoiding them. For the Packers, you're starting Devontae Adams. This is going to be a get-right game for this team. They should ball out. Devontae Adams should put up huge numbers, and I'm going to be sitting the rest of these wide receivers until one of them can prove themselves to be the wide receiver too. So those are all 16 Week 2 matchups for the wide receiver position. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. If you guys have start sit questions, trade advice, waiver wire stuff, any of that, I will make sure to respond to you as soon as I can. And then if you enjoy the content, please just like the video and subscribe to the channel. That helps me out more than you guys know. Make sure you look out tomorrow. I'm going to have the quarterback and tight end start sits. And then on Thursday, I'll be putting out my positional rankings. So I have all that coming up. But thank you guys for stopping by and I'll see you next time.